Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fired Up Podcast, Episode 9. You got myself, Andrew Hopple here. Cam Hewitt. Cam Hewitt. Cam and, Danger Hewitt, the one and only. we have a third. We do have a third. We have Joe Rogan. Mr. Joe Rogan right here on the mic. The man himself. Oh, you know what? Beautiful would, smile. You know what would have been good? What? If we, you know how they have that, like, um, the, the, the AI voice that sounds like Joe oh, Rogan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should have used it. Oh, my gosh. That would have been funny. Just in the beginning, like, hey, what's up, guys? And then cut them off. <laughs> oh, thanks, Joe. Good to see you, man. Especially don't know what I'm, re- what I'm referencing. Um, somebody created a pretty fluent uh, AI voice yeah. of Joe Rogan. It's pretty freaky. And it sounds exactly like him. Yeah. Like, it's it's very hard to tell that it's an AI. Did you did you hear, who was he interviewing? Someone, and they, they brought it up. And this guy works for MIT, and he was saying how... A lot of like hackers, but like hackers who are hired by companies, um, and I guess like illegal hackers, whatever, they use his podcast to do that with other people because it's high audio and visual quality. The only thing that they don't, um, that they have an issue with is the microphone is sometimes in the face, but they can do it with a lot of people and they use his videos because he has such a wide variety of people Yeah, and it's pretty good video and audio, audio quality. Okay. So they're doing that with other people on from his podcast. That's really crazy. Yeah. It's like one of the largest like databases of visual and audio, like just recording is his podcast. And think about it. It gets like millions and millions and millions of plays. He's made, you know, 1300 episodes, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of Joe Rogan out there. That's true. And that's, that's why they were able to kind of Use his voice so well and, and change yeah. things around. Let's let's talk about Joe for a second. What, what do you what do you think of Joe? What do I think of Joe? Good old Joe. Yeah. Like what are you? Because he's he's uh, people either like him or you know you have people like uh, our buddy Sam who's like, oh dude, he just he sucks as a comedian and as a podcast. Well, just, does well does he have a reason why or does he just say that he sucks? No. Well, some people just hate people because they're successful. Yeah. And those people. Is that what you're saying, Sam? The reason why Sam hates him. He doesn't. He tends to not like his podcast, and part of me is like, you just don't like it because it's really good, and I think it's kind of simple. He just interviews people, yeah, and he's really good at it, yeah. And I think that's why Sam doesn't like it. That's true. But what, so what do you what do you what do you think of our our buddy Joe? I think I really I really enjoy um, his his take on a lot of different things, even though if I if I don't agree with them exactly, yeah, I still. I don't know. He's he seems really impartial to a lot of different types of people. Yeah, and he he seems well thought out. And, you know, he's still a screwball. Like I don't know. I consider, a huge goofball. Dude. <laughs> I consider us screwballs, and we just kind of like goof around. But yeah, I think we have value to say. So basically, what I'm trying to say is we're Joe Rogan. Oh my god, <laughs> we we are Joe Rogan. No, but that's that's what I appreciate about about what he has to say about a lot of different things. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think he's a very I think he's a very smart guy. I think part of the reason he's so smart is because he's gotten to interview a lot of smart people yeah, yeah. and he just learns from them. Like if oh, you for sure. if you I think as opposed to studying a topic, if you just talk to an expert, take away a few key points and you do that 1300 times, you're going to be pretty smart. Yeah. Right? You or you've you've heard a lot of things, you've heard a lot of opinions, a lot mm-hmm. of beliefs and even facts too. A lot of statistics, I'm sure, that some people just kind of rattle off, which kind of helps out. Yeah, I like Joe because he's uh, 
he's been successful in a lot of different areas. Like he was a TV host, Fear Factor, lip gloss, all that stuff. He uh, his stand he was a successful stand up comedian. Yeah, and he still is. He still does stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, he does. And then he um, obviously he's got his podcast, which is like the number one podcast like in the world. Yeah. Um, hundred percent. And he's also have you seen him do a spinning back kick? No. Dude, he's he's like a pretty good fighter too. Yeah. Yeah. So like people think, he's like, just, oh, you just commentate. It's like, no, dude, he's got. He's a modern day kick. renaissance man, and that's exactly what I yeah. want to be. Like, I just got. I have so many things that I want to be good at, or I, I have interest in, mm-hmm. that I don't want to focus on one thing. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of our parents' generation, including work. Yeah. You just find things that you focus on for a good forty years. It's like the first thing you find. You're like, I guess I'll just do this for forty years. Yeah. Until and then, <laughs> and then you and then I die. Yeah. Like, that's that's not what I want to do at all. No. No. I have like forty different things I want to do inside of forty years. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, you know, finding a few things where it's gonna be like most of your attention, I think yeah. is I think it's good. But then there's of also course. things that, just for the sake of interest, you know. Like this. Look this is up. one of those things that we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. You got to have a way to make your wages and then just kind of do stuff for fun. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was I was telling um, shots uh, to, to Melissa Wall because <laughs> she was in class today. She like, we were stretching. She like said something about my podcast. And I was like, yeah, I've got a, I've got a pretty bad podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. It's all right. I kept going on it. I was like, uh, oh, she, I forgot what she said. I was like, yeah, I've, I got a pretty bad podcast that I do. And then I said what we said yesterday. I was like, I feel like I would never want it to be very successful. I said this over the microphone while we were stretching. <laughs> I was like, I would, I would never want it to be successful because then that's too much pressure. I'd rather just have a bad, a bad podcast. Yeah, low expectations and just exceed them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Everybody thought it was funny. That is pretty. You should be like, oh man, it's really bad. You guys should t- give it a listen and see how bad it is. Like every time we release an episode. <laughs> Trick reverse psychology. Okay, into, I, don't, I don't know if that's like how that works. Into listening, no, that's how we should do. You're it. Like to actually just discourage people. <laughs> like even the creators are saying it's shit. So yeah, right. Oh, but we can't stop listening. Um, so now we have our Joe conversation out of the way. A uh, little recap as to Joe's never out of the way in my life. Just, he's right, always in between us, dude. Um, little recap of last episode. We talked about a couple things. Um, overtraining versus under resting we did a little bit of research didn't we andrew i mean yeah we searched some stuff we searched a couple things for a few minutes (laughs) we looked it up um it turns out there's two kind of two things that we found is that one you can under rest which means you could work out every day but if you're resting properly you'll be fine if you start under it's it's essentially it's just it's another way to look at another way to understand overtraining right instead of the only overtraining focus it's yeah. just switching the focus to the under-resting focus, yeah. which is the true culprit. Yeah, in, in, in that case. And then there's also something – oh, God, now we're gonna, I'm going to push this. Rhabdomyolysis, or rhabdo for short. And uh, this can actually kill you, and it's pretty common in CrossFit athletes, right? So this is when you kind of go to the point of failure, but then you just keep on going and going and going and going. Um, whether that's doing another exercise, um, immediately right after till failure. Um, and what it does, it's going to break down your muscle tissue and release it into your blood, right? So that, the article that we're looking at here, it's from medicinenet.com. It says that sometimes like getting rhabdo is like a weird badge of honor, but it really shouldn't be. 
Because, like, if you get rhabdo, it's like, wow, you were really working hard. It's like, okay, you dummy. You also were... Your muscles breaking down. Yeah, you're, like, you're risking either kidney failure or even death. So, and, I mean, you'll know you have rhabdo. It says, you know, muscle weakness, muscle aches, and dark urine. So, dark urine, that's already going to tell you that your kidneys are not yeah. flushing out your blood, right? So, that's... I, I feel like... Also means there's a lot of content that's being released in your urine. Yeah, right? yeah. So, you you might be... Would you be pissing out some of your muscle tissue? I, yeah, that's what I wonder. I think you would, dude. I mean, I, I don't want to say yes or no either way, but if it's, I mean, that's essentially what darkens our urine is that you're yeah. releasing things from you. That's why whenever I take my vitamins in the morning, my my urine goes like neon dark. <laughs> it turns into like brown mustard. Yeah, and then, and then you're like, okay, well, how much of this am I actually retaining? It's not even a liquid. It's just like... It's just gone. <laughs> yeah. It says that uh, for some prevention... Um, you just got to know when too much is too much. Like obviously go, it's like, um, oh, what episode was it? Uh, episode three that we did lift weights, get dates with, uh, females and, and lifting, right? Yeah. How you should get to that, uh, that teeth clenching, um, level of pain, Yeah. Don't right? like, don't, for everybody who isn't really familiar with this type of stuff, don't like get afraid of that. Oh man, now I get really got to lift those 10 pounders. Odds are you will not for overtrain the rest, for the rest of my life. Yeah. This, yeah. Listen, I work. Okay, I'm not trying. <laughs> I try to work very hard in the gym. I've never had this happen to me. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, this I'm, a, is, I'm a really hard worker, guys. No, but this is. This, I can see where this is like that mob mentality with like CrossFitters, where yeah. it's like, no man, just keep going. You know, just and you go crazy. But it says no one too much is too much. Um, but also, you know, don't be a wuss. Um, and then also water. Obviously, drink a lot of water and let your urine be your guide. So if you're noticing, oh my urine's kind of dark. We should, we should we should share if we can find it like a statistic as to how many people this actually happens to a year, ooh, or something like that. Because I guarantee this is not a common thing. This is not something that you should be afraid of at all. I think of. I mean, now that you're aware of it, I mean it's something if you're going bananas and really risking your your physical health. Yeah. But if you're pushing yourself in the gym, it's not something that you need to be. This is funny. So, um, conscious of it. Okay. So it gives like ages and then how, how rare it is from ages zero to 13. It's very rare. Yeah. Very rare from ages 14 to 60 plus rare. So, it, I mean, I don't know exactly, uh, what, I mean, what that like it's rare. pertains to, I guess, it's but rare. yeah, it's, it's not going to happen to most people. In the gym, it says fewer, fewer than 200,000 cases in the U.S. per year. And I guarantee that they're not all the the very extreme cases. I mean, we break down muscle. Would this be considered, you know, rhabdomyolysis? Would this be considered any kind of muscle breakdown for energy? No, it's like, I think it's, it's a specific. Or is it a specific kind of damage? Yeah, it's a specific. It's like, I think it's a, a specific level of damage, right? So you can become like catabolic or where your body is like, it's utilizing muscle tissue. Yeah. Right. So, well, that's going to happen. So, you know, let's say you stopped lifting and you just started running a lot. Your body would be breaking down muscle tissue, but it would convert it into energy. But if you had rhabdo, your muscle tissue would be going into your bloodstream and just moving around there. Okay. Right. So it's, it's a level of, um, of damage being done. So, and the treat, the first treatment is just aggressive fluid replacement. 
Okay. Right. So staying hydrated is like super, super important. Um, there's something wrong when it's happening. It's not something that's common essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you would, I don't know. I don't really know if you'd get it from like just one orange theory workout. You'd, you'd probably have to do like, I could just see it. I could really see being common with CrossFit. This well, with CrossFit, there's there's incredibly heavy weights being thrown around for mm-hmm. like we were talking about for high intensity purposes. Yeah, which right? is stupid. Where you're where you're doing a a very taxing thing on your body for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. right? For repetition numbers. So that, in my opinion, would be the most likely time or point of time where something like that would happen. Yeah. If you're doing a very taxing athletic movement like a clean, mm-hmm. you know, a, a barbell clean, where you're kind of using your whole body also your cardiovascular system with, with your skeletal muscle system. If you're throwing up heavy weight over and over again, let's say for 90 seconds straight, and you're really going for it, that's the kind of scenario where something like that could happen. Yeah, well, and it's also the scenario where you're going to if you're doing a, a crappy form. If you're doing a one-minute all-out, <laughs> if you're running as hard as you can, I yeah. don't think that there's any risk of this. Or very Yeah, minimal. just a one-minute all-out, yeah. The equivalent would be like if we had to do like a 12-mile-an-hour like uh, one minute all out, and then the next minute we brought down to like eleven, and then ten, and then just keep on. So going. essentially, I'm at risk of this for trying to <laughs> obtain my five minute mile. No, 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 probably not. No, you'll no, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. That's but not. It's not applicable there. That but was, we just we we want to kind of like recap on exactly yeah. what the heck we were talking about. But if you that. get if you get rhabdo, you have overtrained. But uh, C T Fletcher talked about rhabdo, and he said, really, you know, he he trained like a monster. Yeah. Right for years. Never got it. Yeah. Never got it. I think it's more, if you know, it's not like a day to day thing because he would train every day and he would train hard. Yeah. He but did arms every day certain, for like a year. It's a certain kind of training. Exactly. It's like no, no rest. From, from what we've been working. reading. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's pushing yourself past your limits, trying to obtain a number or something like that mm-hmm. where you should not be. Yeah. Don't do CrossFit. Also, I just like to, I just want to point out every, CrossFit is fine. Don't say don't do CrossFit. No, wait, all right. No, I'm gonna say don't do CrossFit, and here's why. <laughs> One, a couple things. One, doing power and strength movements for time is a bad idea. So like that is a part of CrossFit, right? And that's Component. that's pretty stupid. Um, also, I've I've met a good amount of people that come to Orange Theory that have done CrossFit. Like one of our new employees, Tammy, she um did CrossFit for a while, and they're like, hey, do you want to like train people to do CrossFit, all she had to do was do a one-day training and you could just teach it. Yeah, that's not and, good. And, and when she found that there's, out, she's she, like, okay. it depends on the box. But there's, right? there's, yes, there's a lot of different credible CrossFit gyms who have a lot of knowledgeable people there. Yeah, exa- yeah. But I'm saying if you, there are also those boxes where if it's yeah. like someone that's training you that doesn't know what they're doing, you're, you're going to get anywhere, hurt, right? Though. But in CrossFit specifically, there's more aggressive and dangerous movements yeah. where somebody can really get messed up if you don't have a good trainer, somebody who's, who's really taking care of the situation. Yeah. And there's something to be said for like most people that come in to Orange Theory who have, who have a CrossFit background. Whenever I see any of them squat, their heels come like way up off the ground. Really? Right. So, yeah. And that's like something I see consistently with old CrossFit people. Really? Yeah. That's I, even this one CrossFit guy on uh, Instagram, he was saying how to do a um, overhead snatch. He was saying when you're bringing the bar up, you should like lock out your legs while you're. He's like, oh yeah, don't you just cringe. Why you uh, never lock out your legs, dude? Especially when you're doing like heavy, heavy weight, like lock them out all the way. 
That's horrible. You yeah, always have a, at least a, a slight bend. That way the tension's going on your muscles and not right on your, your joints. On your that's, joint, why, dude. that's why you can get really messed up with your all your different joints and yeah. tendons. Yeah, or even if you're doing like an overhead shoulder press. Like you used to get on me all this time all the time, which you should have, but like locking out your elbows while you're holding hundred and twenty pounds over your head. It's like, well now it's not on your muscles, it's on your elbow joint. Yeah. Right? And that's not good. So have a slight it's also how you can get some pretty major tendonitis too for all that true. tension. That's true, yeah. All that good stuff. So, and that's not even overtraining. That's just like injuring yourself from being poor form, from being stupid and poor form. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, that's what it breaks down so, to. There's our little 16 minute recap. Recap for you guys. So, what's going on this week? Not too shabby. Um, mayhem. Mayhem. Oh, how are you feeling? You did two yesterday. Mayhem. Mayhem is almost over. Orange <sighs> Theory Fitness Mayhem. Sad, sad, sad. Second best time of the year. First is Hell Week. Versus how week for sure. I had some members say I asked them yesterday which one's harder, and they they all said mayhem. Okay. Th- well, this year's this year's mayhem is harder than this year's hell week. Yeah, they're biased. It's mayhem right now. <laughs> That's yeah. They're in the middle of mayhem. That's true. Which one do you think is harder? Hell week, hundred percent. Hell week's longer too. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do. We did eight days out of eight days at OTF Bloomington. Oof. A lot of the coaches and I. That's rough. Rachel Sturdy, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was the three of us did eight out of eight. We wanted to die after it. Yeah. Once you were like... Makes sense. The first few days, the first three, were very, very taxing. I was really mm-hmm. tired and beaten down. And then I kind of got a second wind. And by like the fifth day, I was like, all right, I'm feeling okay. I can continue to do this. Okay. Like my body felt like it adapted pretty quickly to yeah. major athletic training transition. Because yeah. I wasn't doing a ton of classes. I was doing probably two a week. Yeah, the time. and then you just do eight hell weeks in a row. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. But I did I did two mayhem uh, classes yesterday for some reason. I went, <laughs> I went um, Yikes. Yeah, I went to go take one over at Orange Theory Finish Schomburg. Yeah, with, baby! With Coach Cam, the one and only Coach Cam. Dude, first of five of that day was good. Right, and then I headed on over to the homestead. Yeah, <laughs> the frontier, <laughs> the homestead, good old OTF Hoffman Estates. Yeah, Christine. Which, Christine was like, "Oh, you should be on my team." I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." And then I wasn't. Even, I was like, "All right, that's fine. I'll, I'll work out with Gina." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good idea. I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> I, I believe you think I should. I believe you think that. I, but I'm gonna go do the final thing. I was like, "That's fine. I'll, I'll work out with Gina." <laughs> yeah. What's been your favorite? Did you do Sundays? Oh no, you worked all day, right? Uh, yeah. So you probably didn't No, I didn't, I didn't. I was going to ask, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like people don't want to, I feel like they won't want to help me out and take, or coach one of my classes so I can take it. Yeah. Which, but, but I was, I was thinking about it. I was going to be like, Hey, could somebody coach one of my classes so yeah. I can, I can do six out of six. Yeah. I would, I would have too, but yeah, I also worked all day. Yeah, we would have, but we just got a lot of excuses. So no, it's not an excuse. That's a reason, dude. That's, that's a reason. Not an excuse. Uh, but maybe, maybe for hell week, I really want to try to do, I mean, not try. I mean, I would do it cause I've already done it before. Yeah. I would want to do eight out of eight classes. That was, that was a really good challenge yeah. for, for the consistency and the, the recovery portion. Like I said, at the beginning it was, you were so How many, how many days off did you take after eight days of hell week? Oh, I did almost no classes in November. <laughs> actually, that's actually when I quit and went up to off. I probably, I probably had like. 
six or seven classes in the month compared to having eight in a row. Yeah, yeah. So I, I spread them out and I kind of, because I wanted to shift back over to to bodybuilding focus. And I was also right. still uh, trying to train for some strength and I was eating a little bit more for my uh, my shoulders and upper body because mm-hmm. I was really trying to put on more more size, more strength, especially on overhead press. Yeah. Seated overhead press. Classic. Which I did. What's been your favorite Mayhem workout so far? My favorite one was probably yesterday's. It was it was a good challenge. Yeah. Like so yesterday's workout was a three person partner one and you essentially always want to have somebody on the rower. Mm-hmm. But there were only thirty second all out intervals with some medicine ball movements in between. Oh, those were those, they weren't hard. The medicine ball movements were not hard. They got brutal though. Yeah, they're well yeah. they're just they were hurdles. So they were distractors. Yeah. And they were meant to break up your time on the rower. Because if you're flying on the rower, you're gonna be able to get through them done or get get really, really far. Yeah. So the obstacle was to get a 30-second all-out done, do those stupid medicine ball movements, <laughs> and then get back on the row before you get tagged because yeah. the pacer was the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. What was your uh, team's distance? Um, it wasn't that good. We got like 5,400 or something. 54. I swear. I did like 3,000 of it. Maybe yeah, maybe more. I was so dead. But I, I at the end of it... I was um I did actually didn't even spend as much time on the rower as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I kept getting near the really tall inclines. I think on the way up, because you were going up to fifteen percent incline with a random distance challenge or time challenge. Essentially, it was a draw of the hat. Yeah, and I I think it was fourteen percent incline because everybody would add on one percent every round. No, it's thirteen percent on the way up. I got a point three yeah. mile. Oh, as fast as you can, essentially push pace or greater. Dude. So I was, I was trying to do almost a third of a mile at 13%. Rough, then on the way back down, because I had two teammates in between, they went up to uh, 14, then 15%. Then I went to, to 14% on the yeah. way down. I got a 0.25. So a fourth of a mile. Dude. So I was, I was stuck there for so long because yeah. I couldn't go fast. Right, right. It's incredibly tall. That sucks. Dude, I, I had a few members. Like this, this happened, I think, three times. They read the 0.1 mile or the one-minute mile as one mile. Yeah. Yeah, people kept, people kept thinking that the, uh, the points or the one minute was... Oh, dude. And I, I had some people, they, they, did a, they did the whole mile at like 8% incline. Yeah. That's horrible. I feel bad for the person on the rower... And the floor too. Yeah, I kept I kept checking people, and they 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 kept like I was like, hey, you're not supposed to do that. I I did that at least four or five times. Yeah, it's like crazy Joe, right? <laughs> Joe's back with us. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's he's he, always with he us. nodded off for a second. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what is going on because you're just listening to this, we have a uh, Joe Rogan with us on the on the screen on the big TV. He's on the he's on the broken mic, he's the fried a, mic. He's got his lip gloss on today. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's like from Pure Factor. That's like early 2000s, late 90s, Joe. You know he's 51? Yeah. That's way older than I thought it'd be. That's more than double our age. That's almost my dad's age. Right? That's weird. Man, we're such young punks. That's real weird. Oh, dude, we're, dude, we're babies, man. Just a couple idiots. We're babies. I just keep being self-deprecating. <laughs> yeah, that, that way whenever you get a win, you feel good about it. So let me, let me, let me give 
not live, but on-air evaluation for, for Coach Cam's class. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, best part about the whole thing. Glad we're doing it. Was the end. Was the music. It was fantastic. Oh, you're such was- an ass, dude. <laughs> it was his playlist. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, the second I played, I'm like, I, w- I looked at you and I just, I just wait. I'm like, when's he going to notice? <laughs> Instantly, you, you pretty much notice. I, I play those all the time. I know what they are. Yeah. Yeah, the... No, the it was it was a good class. It was a it was a fun class. Yeah. Treadmill treadmills uh, slow down a little bit a little bit slower, over at Schaumburg. But you think they it takes longer for them to slow down? Yeah, a little bit probably. I don't think so. No, I, I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I think they I think they slow down. Uh, probably a little better than Hoffman, because <laughs> <laughs> they got all the extra wear. I all right. I grabbed the handles on the rower. Those handles are so worn. Oh, dude. The rowers at Hoffman feel like so good. It's like it's oh. like mineral water in there. Yeah. It feels so smooth. It's it's so... Oh, man. They were worn down to like nubs. I was holding on to nubs. Okay. Let's not say that. that that's not true. They don't get skinnier. They just get... <laughs> you know, they're like, like thinner. Like There's this. like grip handles. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers are worn in. Oh my god! Because everybody's like always like moving their hands while they're yeah, and like they're sweaty, so just like Ugh. gets rid of it. You think how many people have just worn? If you down. swabbed, if you swabbed a rower, Oof. I mean, you do you guys not clean? We clean them every day. Oh, hold on. I mean, there's got to be caught. Some, there's got to be some stuff that you can't. Orange Theory corporate. There's just some things you probably can't kill, dude. Caught on mic on camera. Orange Theory, Schomburg, has never, germs. never cleans, has germs. <laughs> has, has some germs. Has some germs in the studio. Unacceptable. That's it. Pin him down. <laughs> Get out of here. Give him a swirly. Give him a swirly? <laughs> oh, God. State of a... All right, no, you can evaluate my class. Go ahead. I can evaluate, I'll, let you, I'll let you. I can evaluate your class, dude. Because you went... Cam, so Cam did... Uh, I've taken three of your classes now. Cam... Four, because I took one in Bloomington. Yeah, Cam went yesterday, and he went today to my class. Yeah, and Monday. And Monday, so we're he's going bananas. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm gonna he's go going overboard. Oh, you don't coach tomorrow, so hey, it's let's true. do uh, let's do it at Schomburg tomorrow. I'm down. Yeah, uh, I, co- I I coach I coach at the ten in the noon, but we could uh, hop in that seven fifteen. Yeah, I'm be down in Bloomington for most of the day, but we can do in the morning. Yeah, we can probably make that work. Cool. We, we, we should try to make We're that We're like work. making plans over <laughs> Um Evaluate your class, dude. It was good. It was, uh... Yeah, you definitely have... You're, like, what I like about um certain coaches, and you did this, is like, when you're coaching, you should... The member, in a way, should get to know you from how you coach. Yeah. So if you just do it, like, robotically and how corporate wants you to do it, which, I mean, you should do, you know... Ooh, corporate! <laughs> no, there's like... Get them! No, but like if you breaking the mold, <laughs> encouraging other coaches to I'm break going, rules. What are they gonna do? They're in Florida. Um, I'm just kidding. No, but like instead of just being like a corporate drone man, um, <laughs> I should get to know you a little bit through your class, right? So yeah. you have your personality kind of shine through, and and not every coach does that, right? But that's something that I think you and I like to think I also do pretty well. Where it's like if you're getting coached by Andrew and then you talk to him after, it's the same. Thing. Obviously, yeah. the, when you're coaching, you're a little bit crazier, but it's like the same version, just a little bit maybe dialed down for, you're not going to yell at someone when you're just having a conversation with them. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, I'd agree. That you, that's what you do, too. Yeah. You, well, in, in general, you should just be the same person always. 
right? What the integrity. Did, yes, let's make this an integrity yeah, podcast. So like, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Is like, oh man, I'm so fired up about the, integrity. The, <laughs> the person that you are, like, either on the mic or let's say like you're on stage or you're Later, on Joe. on like an interview, whatever, should be the same person. Yeah, that, and that's why I think a lot of celebrities get in trouble. Yeah, right. They they have this like front and like their PR person tells them to act a certain way. And then when you that is, meet them, that is essentially, they're like... That's the definition of politics, right? Yeah. Being political. It's, and it's also like, that's what people will say is an insult. Like, oh, dude, you're so political. You're being political. Yeah, you're just kind of being like a diplomatic, but then under the surface, you're really just... You have like your own agenda and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I think that's what the, the best bosses I've had have done. Um, and just like the best people I've met, they are consistent... The whole way through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You see Speaking that, of integrity, my good buddy, my, my good friend, Sturdy. Oh, good old Sturdy. Head coach of Bloomington. Is he still interim with Tom? Or oh, he... officially head coach of Bloomington. Dude, well-deserved. Well-deserved. Nobody, nobody else deserves that more than him. He is the integrity guy. Yeah? Yeah. What, what, makes, guy. You, what makes you feel that way about him? What does he do? He he's somebody who you know I, I kind of like post about this the other day also on the social media channels. He is somebody who takes personal training and takes coaching and takes what we do very very seriously in towards of one leading by example. I believe uh, he walks is you know he walks his walk and talks his talk. He mm-hmm. has that integrity where he's not going to go say one thing and then do another. Yeah. Right. So he's somebody who kind of backs up what he's doing with his actions. Um, and he, he's somebody who I really appreciate um, is there to wash feet, you know, mm-hmm. the washing feet idea. <laughs> yeah. He's there to serve people and also lead by serving people too. Yeah. But he's not, he's not, he's not going to be afraid to stand up for what's right too and say, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to do this because this isn't right or yeah. this or that. So he's, yeah. he's got a firm hand, probably a firmer hand than me. Yeah, that's pretty hard to come by. It's tough. These, it's tough for days, me yeah. in a manager role or I guess a just any type of role where somebody is asking for help or assistance or wants me to do X, Y, and Z. Even if my plate is full, I feel so obligated to be like, so yeah, I can help it. you out. Yeah. But that's not necessarily like that's a that's a good quality gone bad. Yeah. That was right? that was my that was my biggest downfall though. Is not that I would always say yes to requests, but to orders. Yeah. And he's somebody who in that position, I guarantee he's going to do so well because he knows when to say no. Yeah. Or when he's he's going to put up a fight and it's going to cause some trouble. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, when people don't do what they're told all the time, that causes tension between people. Mm-hmm. But I just, I think he's going to be such a good component for that. At studio. When did, a, when did he guy. officially become the, like, full-on head coach? I think it was uh, last week. Okay. Do you see a busy... I mean, he teaches? And he, he is actually done teaching. For the year? Or forever? Yeah, for now. Okay. He's going to do the head coach role. You know, Instead of going back to teach? Yeah. To, to wow. spend more time with his brand new, brand new babe. His like daughter, a baby's daughter, oh, okay. his daughter that was born. <laughs> okay. And his and his other babe, his wife. His wife. His wife. <laughs> but he, you know, wow. he he was he loves coaching. He loves fitness. He's been coaching and personal training and doing other things for years. Yeah. And 
the whole coat or working in the morning and the early afternoon and then coming and coaching in the evening it just wasn't a, a good setup with a brand new baby you know oh my god yeah that brand new 2019 baby like yeah <laughs> that fresh baby so, yeah yeah i don't i don't know if i have someone in i mean i, I feel like you and i are, are like at least especially for like our age compared to peers our age yeah. we have a good amount of integrity i'd say but dude i don't know if i can think of someone like who would be in my life that would be like a sturdy yeah yeah i don't know dude at least one that like stands out yeah. and then it's not just about being consistent because you can consistently be a horrible person yeah. that doesn't mean you have integrity but like standing up for what What's you think right. is right yeah. and, and what is fair in the situation and all that stuff. The hardest part about integrity, I think, is standing up to what you don't believe in, too. Or what mm-hmm. you, what, when you think something's wrong or when you think somebody's mistreating you and being able to Ooh. be vocal about that. Yeah, that's, that's probably where I've been, I'm, I've been working I suck on at that. that. If someone, like, I'm more... I'm more Not like being a it. dick and being confrontational. Right. But being able to say, hey, like, I did this literally over the weekend. It was really, really hard. Yeah. But I was like, hey, dude, like, I know that there's some crazy stuff going on and you're not saying the right things. And listen, you just got to stop. You got to yeah. talk to me. Right. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's not it's not confrontational. It's just that's what you need to be able to do in different scenarios, different situations. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the issue is, you know, and that's I think what being a good leader is, too. If you're a part of a team that you're leading or if you're just an associate or if you're friends mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. any type of situation while you're dealing with people, if you can't be able to point out issues or talk about them, let's talk about relationships too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like for, for dating, for marriages, whatever. Yeah. I feel like that's another big component too, you know, being able to yeah. vocalize things. Yeah. You can't, you can't always. And not in a confrontational way. Right. And, and you don't, you shouldn't have the mindset of like, oh, I always need to please this person. Yeah. Right. Um, and then also just calling them out because if there's something that they do that kind of bugs you, but you're like, oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bring that up because I don't want to like ruffle any feathers. Well, what if you end up being with that person for like 40 years yeah. and the whole time they don't know that thing bugs you. So seeing it from the beginning, be like, Hey, that's like not cool. It's going to save you a lot of yeah. stress, a lot of, uh, resentment. But that's, that's like that the type stuff, of integrity, right? you know? Yeah. Or it's like, instead of. Standing up for what you believe and also standing up for what you don't believe and what you don't think is right. And also standing, I think standing by your decisions, like something that really bugs me is when people who are in a, a leadership role make a decision, it turns out to not be such a good decision and they blame it on, the, you know, let's say their coworkers or That's their so team, funny. Right? I literally, I watched the, that uh, ridiculous? I watched the office episode the other day where Michael has the, uh, the golden ticket idea. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny he said that. He like puts off the blame, but then when it works out, he's like, yeah, no, that was my idea. <laughs> yeah. He goes, he, he like calls Dwight and he's like, Dwight, listen. He's like, oh my gosh. I need you to fall on your sword for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it turns out yeah. it was a great idea, he, he acts like a, <laughs> oh, he's like a genius. A kid. Yeah. yeah. And he's all mad about it. He's like, oh yeah, Dwight, well, how'd you come up with the idea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But like, even just he tries like, to take credit for the good idea. He's like, "All right, I lied. I lied." Yeah. Like there, there was one moment recently where like, um, a higher up coach was like giving me advice, and they, um, 
asked me if I thought something I announced during the stretching was a good thing to announce. So I'll just say what it was. Um, I was telling people about the, the Roadrunner tent sale, right? So a lot of people are looking for new shoes. I'm like, hey, well, in a couple of weeks, we're doing that tent sale, right? So don't buy them now. Just wait a couple more weeks and then get them for a little bit cheaper, right? So I thought that'd be a, a good idea since you beat the crap out of your shoes at Orange Theory, right? And she said like, hey, do you, do you think that was like, like appropriate? And I was like, yeah, I think it was because I, I don't think it was a bad idea at all. And then, you know, she was just saying how, you know, well, would you be okay with saying that if the owners were here? And it kind of seemed like she was almost trying to get me like to say like, to oh, change no, your opinion. Bad idea. I was like, no, like, I really thought that was a good idea. And we kind of talked Was this about working it. at Roadrunner? This was at Orange Theory. So why would it be a bad idea to say that? I don't know. So she was just saying how, like, why would it be bad with the owners there? Um, like, would you say that in front of the owners talking about another business? And I just, I just told her, like, my it's re- not, it's a non-competitive business. And that's, no, that's why I told her, I'm like, well, it's not like it would be taking money away from Orange Theory, but it would be benefiting the members. The things that you do there. Yeah. As long as you're not like missing out on vital, you know, announcements that you need to get out to the people. Yeah. And I mean, our, our owners are very like good people. Like I've, I've met them like a good amount of times and they are like really passionate about like the actual like fitness side and they love it and stuff. Um, so I thought it would be, you know, fine or whatever, but there are certain things where you would maybe need to be careful about like, okay, just cause I believe this, it might, I don't know. It might be taken the wrong way or might not be the right time to say something, but I don't, I don't think that was no one, but a few, like if you, if that had happened like a couple of years ago, I would have been like, Oh yeah, no, I definitely shouldn't have said that. Even if in my mind I was like, really? no, that was fine. So that's good. I've seen myself doing that too. I guess the yeah. older and more mature I've gotten is being able to, to disagree, not like agree right off the bat mm-hmm. and explain my position. Why without being defensive? Yeah. That's, that's been really hard too, is that, there is that one quote. I've already talked about it, I think, on the podcast too. It's like if you get offended, if you immediately, your first thing, like first reaction to somebody giving you critique is to be offended, then you have an ego problem. Yeah. And that that hit me so hard. And I've really, really been trying to work on that one. Not trying. I've been working on it. <laughs> God, <laughs> I hate our own podcast. Things yeah. like but on that podcast we were talking about previously, trying to trying – to, try things instead of just doing them. And yeah. one of the things I've been, I've been working on is eliminating that ego and just taking critique and not being outwardly defensive right away. Yeah. Cause that was the, that was like the mechanism that I would go for right away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's definitely been improving, but yeah, I think, I think I'm pretty bad at that and just have like not been working on it. Cause think about this. You, everyone thinks they're right. Otherwise they wouldn't have the opinion they have. Yeah. Right. So I think sometimes I get too convinced that I'm right. And then a lot of, whenever people give me advice, I just instantly am like, no, because this is why I believe yeah, this exactly. or whatever. And I mean, maybe sometimes it's, it's good critique or good advice, but I don't know. If someone doesn't have integrity with what they're telling me about, like if someone's like, hey, you need to work harder, but they're lazy, I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. Right. And that goes with the credibility. Like in having integrity makes you credible, right? Which is what we talked about a few uh episodes ago. But I think one thing is like, you know, being who you are no matter the situation, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're a 
hard worker, if you're like, hey, that's a part of like who I am, like I, I work hard, then there shouldn't be really anything that prevents you from doing like that one more thing. Like I listened to this, this uh, Ed Milet, like little short podcast the other day, where he's like, if you do one more every day, you will be like the hardest worker and you will be successful. He was talking about how like, you know, making like one more phone call to a prospect. If you're doing 45 minutes of cardio, you do 46. One minute a day every year ends up being, well, five days a week. It's like 300 of whatever. That doesn't really apply to coaching. I, I don't know how it's, you do it. It can be. I mean, one the, more touch, one more personal touch. One more personal touch. Yeah, okay, sure, sure. So you could add that, yeah. Um, doing things like that or having the minds of like, you know, what would the hardest working coach do? Um, that's the, that's the, and then becoming that, and then the, do that thing, right? Yeah. Putting yourself in their shoes, creating yeah. that character. I've heard that so many times where, and that's, that's a really good one. I want to point out. That's a really good, uh, I guess mindset to have is just doing one more than you want to. Right. Yeah. But creating that character of whatever you want to be and then putting yourself in their shoes and be like, okay, this, this person wouldn't do that. This yeah. person would do this. All right. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And creating kind of like a persona, you know, yeah, kind of like how, how writers will create their, their penmanship or yeah. their, their line or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And you can just think like, Hey, what would the version of me with really high integrity do? Oh, yeah. they'd probably say something right now. I should say something. Yeah. Right. Um, so going back to like the hard work thing, sometimes you can, you can even apply that to, um, to training, right? Training integrity. Integrity yeah. applies to so many different facets of our life. Yeah. Like even even saying like, if you were to leave the gym, be like, yeah, I just did arms. This is something that I that I do. I imagine if I asked my arms, did I work you? What would they say? They'd be what, like, eh. What would the press conference say? Well, yeah. If my arms got interviewed on MSNBC, <laughs> what would they say? So Cam was right. saying earlier that uh, you guys were at the gym. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, 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 I think we just uh, made a smoothie. That wasn't too hard. But, like, what were your co- – like, so I like to think I'm – I'm, you're the same. We like to think we're very hard workers. Yeah. So a way to kind of check yourself, what, what would your coworkers say? say? Would your coworkers say that you try hard or that you just kind of go through the shift? And sometimes when I have, like – sometimes my Fridays end up being, like, 13-hour days. When I am at Roadrunner, sometimes I get the thoughts of, like – Hey Cam, you have a long day. Just try to not work at Roadrunner. It's like no, 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 no. Don't do that. Like, do your job. Work hard. Yeah. You're gonna be here anyways. You might as well work hard. Yeah. Right. Um. Because I don't know if, if it is a part of who you want to be. You got to be able to do that. You want it's tough. Always. And it, and it'll get tested. And you might find your your limit of who you are. Right. If you're like, yeah, I'm a really patient person. Oh, there might be a scenario. Where all of a sudden you, your patience has been tested in a new way. And then you find that next level of where you can go yeah. with your integrity. Right? Like think about this, dude. What if you're kind of like a, you know, a, big, a big family man and you have like a wife, a couple kids. And, uh, and you're shredded. You're super jacked. And then all of a sudden you get like offered millions of dollars to do this thing. And then all the money brings in these new temptations where you're like, yeah, like, I'm a really good dad. Oh, are you a good dad when you have to work 15 hours a day? Yeah. It's like, well, that's a new way you're being tested, right? So then you have to, you have to kind of adjust. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it's, a, it's a huge thing. Though. People, are, people are always watching you. That's how integrity works, right? But yeah. it's, 
I have to say that's probably, in my opinion, one of the most valuable, if not the most valuable thing that you could be, mm-hmm. is is to have integrity, like yeah. a high quality of it too. Yeah, that consists. That that's. It's not just for yourself and how you interact with people, but that is so attractive to people in so many different ways. Yeah, because it shows. It shows consistency. In something, in just in just so many different components as to who you are, yeah, right. And people are attracted to somebody who is consistent, yeah, right. That's why probably cartoon characters have the same clothes on all the time, <laughs> right? They're always drawn with the same clothes. Yeah, I most they, of the time. No, they are. People like people <laughs> like consistency. You probably like a cartoon yeah. character that wears the same thing every time and says a cartoon character that's wearing something different. Yeah, I think I see what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Yeah, you're really reaching. Far. You're reaching. I never thought about that. That's true. Um, I think about it every night. I think, <laughs> and, you know, the opposite of integrity is someone who will almost like cut throats to get ahead. That's why we have catchphrases too. Stop. I keep cutting you off. <laughs> like you go serious and I go. If so, if someone's willing to like throw people under the bus to get ahead, yeah, and do all that stuff, it's like. That's going to affect so many things. Like you're not going to trust them. You're not going to want to follow them. Uh, you're not even really going to want to be their friend. Mm. Right? Because, you know, if, if you're doing that in your professional life, you're also probably going to do that in your personal life. Yeah. And all that stuff. So integrity kind of leads to, I think, I think being a loving person and being a person filled with integrity, if you do those two things, then you're going to you're going to find, I think, a lot of happiness and you're going to have a lot of friends and success. Yeah. I definitely could use a lot of friends. (laughs) No, I've got a a good, tightly knit crew. You got some friends, dude. You got a few. Got a few of them in the back pocket. Yeah. pocket. Coat pocket. Yeah. In front of you. Pocket pocket. Not even pocket. Just in In the chair in front of you. Me! (laughs) Me, Conan, Conan O'Brien said something that was pretty like I've stuck I've stuck onto it or stuck with it whatever is uh if you want to be successful be kind and work hard and I think you can almost switch be kind with like be respectful and like kind of like be yourself yeah. and then just work hard if you do those two things your whole life then you'll you'll so be the, successful. the opposite of that would be be a dick. Be be a snake. Be a, be a snake in the grass. Be a snake. And be and be lazy. Be a, a slippery, slippery snake. Be the Michael Scott who takes who takes credit at the very end when they haven't done anything. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a great, yeah. great simile. If you're someone, if you're someone like that, you're that's not a simile. Shoot. Sim- yeah. No. <laughs> no, you know you're like a snake in the grass. No wait. Yeah, being the opposite of integrity is like being a snake in the grass. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's it. Maybe it's a metaphor, maybe it's an analogy, maybe it's a... All right, grammar Nazis, come at us. Yeah, let us educate us. Teach me. Hashtag join the conversation. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, well, that was good. We weren't weren't planning on talking about integrity. Hey, you know know what else is... We talk about integrity with every single episode, I think. No, you can't can't spell integrity without grit. I just thought about it. Integrities, grits, like the food. No. Being being willing to, to grit, grit it out when it's tough, 
if you have 15 people that disagree with you and you still stand on what you believe, it takes grit. In, you, in the moment, it takes grit. Why? Because integrity. I just spelled integrity for And then T-E as well. I also get if you move those around and yeah, just different words you can spell. Exactly. <laughs> All right, everyone. This has been a great episode. <laughs> hey, thanks for, thanks for hanging out with us. Episode number nine. Yeah. Uh, this is probably my favorite episode so far. It's been fun. We have the camera. Yeah. Joe was here for a bit. Yeah, Joe decided to head on out. He had, a, he had, he had to go to his own podcast. If you video. haven't heard of it, it's called the Joe Rogan Experience. The Joe Rogan Experience. Great Just podcast. Bit of a startup. Great podcast. Yeah. So uh, this has been Coffee Cheers with Cam and Andrew. Oh. Thanks, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Ooh, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> Hashtag join the conversation if you got anything to tell us. Uh, nice or Keep it mean. to yourself. If, if, uh, <laughs> if, you come, if you're coming over here to... Uh, give us, give me some critique. I will be incredibly defensive right away. Oh my god! So, so will Cam. <laughs> You'll see our egos real quick. <laughs> Hashtag join the conversation later.